bit of a hiatus. Yeah. Um, I wasn't feeling well for a while. And then I also put a, a, like an offer in on a house, basically. Yeah. So it's just been hectic times. Big life um, things happening. Yeah, we've both just had a lot going on. We've also both been watching a lot of important Netflix shows. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah, that's like been the thing to calm me down. Yeah. Or like make you feel, I think I've yeah. just been craving that, like, warm binging. lighthearted <laughs> binging yeah okay so what is your favorite net or your do you have a few that you've watched okay recently? the most recent one that i watched which was your recommendation was like love on the spectrum oh. so that's an australian i show. watched it two times yeah you <laughs> watched I've it with me never done. um but yeah it's an australian dating show it's only four episodes so it's very bingeable yeah and it just follows um like a several autistic young adults in Australia who are looking for love and it's so like beautifully done yeah and like they all just have the most supportive families and there's this amazing dating coach on the show that I was like I want her to come be my <laughs> yeah I think coach she should be everybody because she was just so wonderful she just explains like the nature of humanity and how we interact and yeah and like, it's not none of it's actually that different because you're autistic no I honestly like, think so many people would benefit from just like viewing like having a step back and having yeah. that perspective and having it broken down into very simple like, yeah terms. like what is actual decent behavior what yeah. is like a good exchange of and like on the show person. the people are all saying what all of us had thought in our head a lot of the time yeah and like we're all awkward most of the time <laughs> like it's just it's, it's very so true. interesting and i think with with um when you're on the spectrum a lot of the time it's like you, you can't really be fake right yeah. like you just really you are don't have you much are. of a filter and actually tori and i um have a lot of experience like growing up with mm. with kids with autism because we both babysat this family across the street that had two young boys yeah. they're autistic and we basically just helped raise, raise them. them like from <laughs> when they were like in nappies to like yeah. 10 years old or something like yeah. that um so yeah we just it was like so cool to think about them now like one of them would definitely be, I think, trying to date or do yes. something like that now. And then, like, think about him when we were watching the show. And just, like, it's so, you just, like, yeah, it, everyone just, just wants to find yeah. love. And everyone deserves to have a relationship and try and all of that kind of stuff. And, and it was nice because they were all also on the spectrum of, like, different dating phases. Like, there were some mm -hmm. couples, some people got engaged, some people had never been on a date. So it was showing, like, all the different stages Actually, and I dating. also, I loved, um where you the, a lot of the parents talked about with the guys because a lot often the guys seem much more obviously autistic yeah. like whereas in girl with girls it's a lot harder to tell right off the bat mm -hmm. um but with with people with autism in general i find that people think oh that's just it like they're yeah. stuck like that or whatever yeah. it is in that state but um they talk about how everyone had come a long way learned different mm. things like these kinds of learning how to read emotions, learning how to yeah. have better social interactions and all of that kind of stuff is something you learn. Like we learn yeah. that too. We just probably learn it at a younger age, age. and like yeah. and maybe we're less aware of it, but so they just have to work a bit harder and be more mm. conscious about what's yeah. actually happening. But they are always evolving and learning and yeah. growing. Like it's not, they're not in a stagnant state. Yeah. And I loved that. I thought that was- I loved too that the dating coach was saying she loves working with autistic people because they all have so many um, unique and like strong interests. So she's yeah. always learning different things because I feel like they are very good at honing in on something and like learning everything about it and being really passionate about it. And then they're also good at almost like being s more selective in some ways in their dating in a good way where they're very focused on finding someone with common interests because yeah, they have such like strong right passions. Match. Yeah. But and yeah, I love the the relation. So it wasn't just people who were trying to date. It was people who were already in serious yeah. relationships, um, some of them getting engaged. And the the ones that they featured, the people that they featured who were in serious relationships, mm. those relationships were just like, they were that's so like your perfect beautiful. relationship. Like someone, they both just completely accept each other, yeah. like for who they are. Um, and they're just there. And they, they seem to have like their own little world together, I'd say. Yeah, like, and, and it was really just nice. Like, yeah, I loved it. Um, so yeah, if you want to feel good, if you want to see beautiful views too of Sydney, because it's yes. based all around Sydney, like <laughs> it's just nice. Like it's a nice thing to watch and, and lift your spirits and stuff and make I you feel hopeful. It. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Um, well, obviously love on the spectrum because yes. I watched it twice. <laughs> um, and then I also, I feel like we've just watched so many dating yes. shows this yeah. last few weeks. <laughs> and then the other one was Indian matchmaking which I just got so into, I couldn't stop watching that too. And although I didn't actually get to the end because I realized that like 
not everyone is featured throughout the whole time, which uh, which bothered me because yeah. I was like, I want to know more. Wait, so like, do they just leave them halfway through the story or something? It's or? like I think almost like she gives up on them or something, or maybe because they don't <laughs> all just find love. Yeah. I, I, they actually said nobody finds love. Their match. Their yeah. match at the end. Although that's the same with a lot of those dating yeah. shows because it. Like it, it does take yeah. a while oh wait one more thing going back to love on the spectrum i love that the coach would always say they'd have a bad date and she was like she would never say oh no that's yeah. awful she would say oh well you know it's gonna take a lot of dates to find yeah. the right person it takes a lot of dates and she just kept reinforcing that so you could see how it would calm someone down immediately because you go oh i'm not a failure or yeah. oh this is supposed to take a long time yeah and i feel like that is also a lesson that but most people, people yeah, yeah when you're dating it's like you need to remember that it it should it probably will take a long yeah. time if you want to find the right person like maybe you're really lucky it's yeah. like the lotto and you meet the right person right away but probably does take a long does. time and you have to yeah. just keep going and that's just part of it and everyone has to do it you're yeah. not special they're not special you're gonna have to go through the process and yeah it was just a really nice like genuine and like no nonsense way to look at it all and just yeah yeah um indian matchmaking was pretty cool too <laughs> because it's um like it was arranged marriage ish mm -hmm. like but kind of in a modern day and for like North America, although they yeah. had one uh, guy from India. And so she, the matchmaker, she's like a famous matchmaker yeah. and she would go between India and the States. Um, and yeah, it was just really interesting. She was a great character. Uh, the girls in it were all American, Indian, and they were all successful kind of in their thirties, mm. like had prioritized their careers and yeah. had found, like we're finding it hard to find someone because it is really hard when you love your life and you've yeah. built yourself up to be so independent and like you're so fulfilled in most ways and then to try and, to try and find yeah. someone who's going to fit into that in like the right way and it's just really hard i think it's hard to share your life and yeah. hard to like get past it and i could see with the matchmaker she, you would find it frustrating because she's like times have changed so much right and like For what sure. people will keep working on and what they yeah. want and stuff and um, and basically she acts like a Tinder. And so she'd show like, but she'd be super selective Tinder. So yeah. she would show the girls like, she'd show one girl like, here's your two suitors. You have to pick one of these two. Like, <laughs> and then it, they would highlight like, you both like kite surfing. Yeah. You both like dance, like, and it'd be like, you have to have things in common. You have to, it would be good if they were like from the same region of India, like or okay. their families originally were, because yeah. sometimes that's important. Like some yeah. people said it didn't matter, but some people it was important. Um, and like, did they have physical preferences? Or yeah, the girls would yeah. be like tall or yeah. something. I don't remember if the guys did. And um, often too, they would meet, like sometimes the the parents would be there on the first date. Mm -hmm. Like the what, the mom oh came God, on one. Or <laughs> oh my God, I'm talking about that all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, that would never happen. <laughs> um, but there, it was really cool. And I actually thought, it was really cool to have the parents yeah. um, there or like if the guy came over to the to the house and the parents are there because it makes it more serious and yeah. it's not so superficial. Yeah. And like people were really I felt like people were really honest with each other, too. And in, in that, well, like, it would be nice to know you're both looking for the same thing, which is like a serious yeah. marriage. Like, and like, because so dating okay apps, you know, you're both kind of dating, but like you don't really know what the other person yeah. is looking for. Whereas this seems like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was really good. I thought that was a great That's recommendation. Interesting. I like that they were all in their thirties too. Yeah. I was just saying because like we've also been watching Bachelor in Paradise recently, and I was like, oh, it's so interesting that now a lot of the girls in the show are like in their early mid thirties. Yeah. And I feel like before everyone was always in their like early twenties. Definitely. Um. So I was like, I feel like it is a reflection of society changing a it's, lot. But the guys are all oh, in I know, their mid twenties, which is so like funny. Dickheads. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're not really talking about that no. show. It was like we were so excited about it, but then it was a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, they've been focusing on too much drama, and we we're like, we just want light, heartwarming things during yeah. this like time. Um, oh yeah, and the other show I watched was was it Single Wives Club or Single yeah. Wives? I don't know. I it's, it's another dating show, but like also based in Sydney. Also based in Sydney, and Matthew Hussey, who's like an Instagram dating expert, um, came on it. But I feel like it was more about like 
the relationship between the four women on the show yeah. versus like none of them I think end up with their people but like it was women who I think they ranged from range from like 25 to 45 it was just four women um and they all had been married before like one of them was widowed one of them married young and she was like religious at the time one yeah. had been married twice like they were all in different situations but they all had been married and then were kind of scared of getting back on the market almost so like he was teaching them how to date and getting them to do different exercises but like it was really nice to just see them form this wonderful friendship with yeah. each other and like have this nice like empowering <laughs> women's I group. I thought the exercises are interesting too. Mm. It actually was like love on the spectrum yeah, as well it because it like breaks it back down Yeah, and then he would watch them on the, on the dates and stuff and be like okay well this is what you do this this is a defense yeah. mechanism you do so it's like one of those things where you're like oh nothing's ever working or blah 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 and someone can come in and be like I don't even think Obviously you realize like what's happening yeah. you know and these signals that you're sending up but you don't even know yeah. you are and because there's they there were different things and like I think everyone has their own individual quirks and stuff that they do but like one woman just like talked so much and would just fill all the silences <laughs> yeah. and like wouldn't let the guy like get to know the guy because he wouldn't be saying anything and then another one was like always trying to be really vivacious and funny but like it was yeah, kind of not have, like, her a natural laugh and stuff. yeah so it was just very interesting and it's like very confronting for them to oh, have to talk sure. about it but like you kind of wish someone would do it for you too so you could Definitely. like know what your things are but yeah it was it was another it's like a one binge of dating shows <laughs> yes. but they were really great they it's more about like i feel like it's just an exploration of humanity yeah and, and like you do relate because it is just such a human condition like looking yeah. for love and wanting to have that so it's nice so to like true. see other people going through it and like be able to relate to them <laughs> yeah so yeah if you're looking for some heartwarming <laughs> romance <laughs> content and i know it's available in canada and the states too i think, I think so. they all are yeah i think everything's so, on netflix now yeah um, okay, so <laughs> after that recap, which we all know you wanted, um, we really have wanted to talk about this actually for a long time because it's a topic that's really important, I think, to both yeah. of us. Like we're, we've done kind of a total 180 on mm -hmm. our thoughts on birth control, right? The, the birth control pill and like what it is and what we, why we used it when we did mm. and what we think about it now and all of that kind of what we've learned basically in this whole yeah. journey that we've been on. Um, and yeah, so there are three common myths that I think when I talk to friends who are still on the pill or, you know, yeah, yeah I mean, like, like pe a lot of people, you just don't know, like no. you still don't know this. Um, I didn't know this forever. And I think those myths are really important for us to debunk as yeah. much as we can as non-experts, <laughs> but <laughs> as people who have been through it. And yeah, so we'll go through those three as like later on in the episode, mm. but I'll just read them out now first so we can get an idea okay so number one common myth of the birth control pill is that you still get your period pill bleeds are not period no. bleeds it is a very different thing but we'll go into that later um number two is that you're balancing or regulating your hormones so like maybe if you have acne or endometriosis or pcos or anything like you think oh the pills like fixed it mm. like i'm okay now because of the pill yeah. it's like yeah solved it, just it. Solved it. So that's also a myth. Um, mm -hmm. We'll go into that. And then the other one is, um, yeah, that you don't need to ovulate. Ovulation is just for making babies. And that is a huge, huge, like, myth. Yes. So <laughs> those are the three. Um, but I think first, let's, like, kind of just do a little overview. Yeah. So let's just talk first about why people go on the pill. <laughs> so I think I went on the pill before I went away to uni I can't remember the exact timing but I definitely went on it for my skin it's like a very common thing that doctors prescribe for your skin and also because I was taking Accutane which is like an acu acne medication but it's really strong and like I, f I don't even know exactly what that does which I probably should but if you get pregnant while you're on Accutane the baby could have like deformity it's like really awful so they make you go on the pill if you're on Accutane um, so yeah, that's the reason I went on. A lot of people go on it, so they get on it young before they're even like thinking of sex sometimes because they are just trying to regulate their skin. Um, another reason, obviously, is pregnancy prevention. That's probably the main one for most people. Um, mm -hmm. And then a lot of people go on it to regulate their periods, like if they're having really heavy periods or if they have like PCOS or any of those things. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the go-to that a lot of doctors... Do you mean PCOS? Yeah. Is it called PCOS? I don't know. I think it's PCOS. Uh, PCOS. I don't know. <laughs> or endometriosis or... Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and then I think those are the only reasons. Are there other reasons? That's all I had. Um, honestly, it can be anything. I've yeah. been to the doctor so many times and I've had said, oh, I'm... I don't know anything I've been talking about. They're like, "Are you on the pill? Maybe the pill would help." And I've I and this is it, after I've it like is like gone popping off the pill. like an Advil or something. Like people are just like, "Oh yeah, the pill. It's just like the cure all for it might help everything." You. And it's, I was I've been shocked since my eyes have been open um, yeah. how frequently doctors have tried to push Pers- me back onto the pill yeah. for reasons that were not even completely accurate. Yeah. <laughs> reasons are valid reasons that I was like, "Well, it's a big deal to go back on it." Um, yeah, so that's why I think it's important to talk about, too. Definitely. And when did you go on the pill? Oh, I was trying to... I think I was 17 mm. or... I think it was, like, kind of end of high school time. Yeah. I think I remember I was excited. And I think it was probably the same reason as you, because I did the Accutane, yeah. too. And I remember being excited to have to get to go on the pill, because <laughs> then I... It's like we didn't. I didn't know when I was gonna get to go in yeah. it or have to ask my mom yeah. right about it. So I didn't have to because I had you to go in it for my skin. Sex conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and not that I was even having yeah. sex with them, but um, we. So yeah, I had horrible skin like yeah. when I was in high school and stuff like that. And I literally tried everything. Like mm. my mom took me to a dermatologist. I tried every different kind of like what oxy benzone. Yeah. What were like all, all the, those like, creams and yeah the, that are just awful. And then. Yeah, and then we went to a dermatologist, tried topical creams, nothing worked, um, tried antibiotics, I think, which yeah. is just, like, horrifying to think now, and that obviously didn't work, um, and no one ever suggested diet or allergies or anything like that, which I now yeah. have come to understand a lot more about my body, but at the time, it just felt like it really, when you have bad skin, like, yeah, it affects you so much, especially yeah. as a teenager, it was just horrendous like my face would hurt right because mm-hmm. you'd have these like really painful pimples and all of that kind of stuff um and then yeah so then when they said okay you know what you've been through everything you've <laughs> tried everything now you can try Accutane which is like the, the thing you kind of don't want to have to go on because it yeah it's so severe like, and yeah but I was just like put me <laughs> on it I wasn't oh, yeah. like finally <laughs> I qualify so, yeah, I got to do the Accutane, and then I guess I went on the pill then. I didn't really remember that yeah. the two were connected, but that must be how they were connected. Um, and then my skin dried out, like, so crazily that I remember it was flaking off, like, yeah. all over. Like, you're not supposed to even go in the sun when you're on Accutane because yeah, you're nothing. so sensitive. Um, but then my skin was yeah. clear, like, yeah. for the first time, and it was just, like... Again, I was like, I don't care if it has side effects. I don't yeah. care anything. It was worth it. And But I don't even remember the doctor telling me any side effects, really. Like, they may have, but I feel like it's one of those things where they're like, oh, yeah, it may, it may increase the risk of this, like, blah, blah. But, like, it's not really any sort of deep conversation you have with your doctor at all. I think it is pretty serious, though. Like, people get really... People and when get I've told people about it now... Yeah. Do you mean the pill or no, Accutane? Accutane? Sorry, the pill. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm talking... Yeah. Uh, Accutane, yeah. Is Accutane serious. is... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, the pill was just like, oh, yeah, go on the pill. Yeah. That's it. I think yeah. you're you're right. It was like with smoking. Don't... Do you yeah, smoke? Don't you don't smoke? smoke? Okay, then whatever. It doesn't fine. matter. Yeah. Um, and then... I just felt like I was like given a pass to like, <laughs> like life to well, adulthood. It makes you feel like more of an ally. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm you're like, oh, I'm on the pill, and then clear skin. Like, yeah. I really was an adult. Like, <laughs> it was just so nice to not have to worry about that anymore. And honestly, like, no one could take that away from me. Yeah. I would have just freaked out. And I remember during uni, I went home one semester or something, mm. and I went I was like I don't know I don't remember why I would have thought this because I wasn't into like health or anything like that at the time and I didn't think about things in that way but I wanted to go off the pill Hmm. for a while because I just felt like I should and I couldn't it's just interesting now yeah and then your intuition but I was like I'm not going to see anyone for a month or two months or whatever it was so I was like I'm just going to go off and then like just see like what what is my skin now what's happening and I remember I went off it and it wasn't off it for even a few days and my skin just like broke out like crazy uh, and then I remember my friend called and he was like oh let's do something or hang out and I wanted to but I literally was like I can't my skin he's never seen my skin like this (laughs) like I can't go and so I remember he feeling so weird because he didn't he thought there was some like he just was like why won't you come out with me and I remember being so I was just being so weird but I didn't want to say what had happened and I wouldn't go and then I was like I'm never going off the pill again like and then that was it um 
And since then, I'd been on it until I was 31 or 32 or something like that. Yeah, I was on it for it like 13 years, like 10 years. I didn't know. I don't think I ever really thought about it. It just became like a regular part of my life. And I just like never that questioned I loved. it. Like I actually yeah. loved it. Well, it was I nice to so just like for know it. exactly when your period was going to come and be able to skip your period if you were going on my vacation. My period was so, my period like was never heavy, but it was so light yeah. on the pill. Like, uh, and yeah, I feel like by the end of my time on the pill, especially, it was like really light. Yeah, me yeah. too. And then, um, oh, and the type of pill I took, I always took the acne, the, the pill that was best for acne. So yeah. that was like Yasmin. Yasmin. Yeah. And I forget what it was called. Yeah, I don't remember. But anyways, and those ones are also really bad. They're always the ones that are like associated with blood. Diane 35. Uh, that's what I used to take. And that one they got like, I think it's pulled off the market. Of yeah. Um, but that was like my savior. <laughs> um, and yeah. And so I just know that like other people who are on the pill, like it would, if it's not for contraceptive reasons too, and it's because it's yeah. ma- improved your life. Like even if you know that there's awful things about it or whatever well, it's a lot like of people i feel really bad for who do have like really heavy periods or like all of those things that like it's debilitating like if you could get on the pill and it like and it helps that, relieve that. that yeah i don't like, blame you for getting on it and staying on it but the scary thing about it and this is like mm. what happens is at some point you kind of have to get off it you yeah. can't you're not supposed to stay on it the whole time like one of the things i read a while ago i don't have a source for it but um i read this and i remember it's always stuck with me Mm. is that they said when they invented the pill it was like to give freedom to young women yeah um yeah to be able to like have some time to like go to uni do all that kind of stuff like maybe date like explore a little bit and not worry about getting pregnant and then having to like circumvent their path in life but the idea was that it was only supposed to be for a few years it wasn't then, like yeah, decades long solution. like <laughs> solution. It wasn't supposed to be for that long. So it was never intended with that purpose. And I don't know if they've ever even properly done any long term studies on it, have they? I don't think I came across that much. Yeah, I didn't like, hear anything about it. But we, I guess we didn't yeah, also we didn't specifically look for that. Much. Um, well, I had this quote. It's the economic and social side effects of the pill were as profound as they are well documented. Sex could be enjoyed without fear of pregnancy. Suddenly, women could devote their 20s and 30s to furthering their education and careers rather than housework and nappies. And so I think, like, despite, like, the issues that it brings up in health, Mm. um, it was huge. Like, it created a new revolution, right? It changed the outcome of all of our lives. That's why all the women are in their 30s on the dating shows now. (laughs) Because they haven't gotten pregnant (laughs) yet. They're not 19 or something. Um, okay, should we talk a bit about how the pill actually works? Yeah. Yeah. So this kind of goes to your first myth, I guess, right? Like mm-hmm. how it's not. The first myth is you still get your period. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, so basically how the pill, there are two types of pills. I don't really want to get into that as yeah. much. But um, basically it just suppresses signals from your brain to your ovaries. And it like basically changes how your reproductive system works. So it's telling your brain that there's th- there's already enough hormones there, so your body doesn't make those hormones, and then you don't release your egg, and you don't ovulate. They call it, it's actually chemical castration. Yeah. Because you're not producing those those hormones anymore. And I think it also can make the lining of the uterus like less favorable for an embryo to implant, and it like cha- can change your cervical mu- mucus so the sperm can't swim as well. So it has all these different effects. Um, and... Yeah, the thing is, I read this one thing that was like, it's the least targeted medication because it just goes into your entire bloodstream and is like sending all these signals to like any sex hormone receptors in your body. And that can influence like so many things aside from like your... What you're trying to do. Yeah, your reproductive cycle. So it can like affect your attraction, sexual, like desire, stress, hunger, eating, like basically like every part of your life. And you're like... (laughs) you're not aware of it like i think i've read a lot of um articles and different things where people haven't even realized because they've been on the pill for so long and they get off it and they're like oh that wasn't even my normal state of like being in, in yeah. like so many different ways like well, you especially didn't even imagine know you were. us like you go on it when yeah. you're 17 or 16 or whatever and then and then you're just you're used not to even it. fully developed because yeah you're still your body's still changing at that point so you don't even know like what your what the normal balance is. state is but yeah so basically the pills just like 
fucking up your <laughs> reproductive system <laughs> and like you think you're getting a period but it's just a fake period. like for me it actually reminds me of that thing where they said like you know with betty crocker cakes or something and then at first they just made a cake mix and you just put it in water to make yeah. the cake but then they were like people think that's like unnatural so they made it so you have to add an egg and add like yeah. butter and i feel like it's like the same thing where they've like made it so you have your period still that, just yeah, so it exactly. doesn't seem unnatural but basically what happens when you stop taking the pill yeah. for those days is you're just it's a withdrawal bleed yeah it's, it's not, not a it's not your period bleed at no. all it's your body screaming from lack because it's, it's like a crash of, of the like, of the of, of the, the drug yeah which is like a crazy thing to think of and then also like for someone like me who was on the pill for 13 years that means i didn't have a real period for 13 yeah. years like and that's a process your body goes through to regulate a lot of systems not just not even just your reproductive system and it is a really big myth because i remember when i was on the pill and i was going on vacation i was like oh i'm just going to skip my period and keep taking my pill and i told this to like a group of girlfriends and a lot of them were like what like that's so unnatural like you can't do that but that's because they don't realize it's not even a real period like it's already unnatural it's not any different but that's like something you hold on to yeah it makes you feel better about what you're doing and i also read an article recently because there's a woman or like a woman now who's really advocating i think she's a doctor and like Mm -hmm. sells birth control but she's advocating for people to just like stop their period altogether and um but they were doing surveys in that and they said a lot of people still think that's like unnatural but they don't Mm -hmm. actually obviously they're not realizing that when you're on the pill you're already doing that yeah yeah there's a lot like okay one of the quotes i wanted to read too is um a quote so did we go through the effects no no but okay um well one of the quotes is kind of lead into it i guess um, that I read is we will switch off your testosterone we would tell them this is for if like for you were getting men to yeah. do the same thing so imagine like saying to men we're going to turn off your testosterone so you won't make any more testosterone and then we'll replace it with a synthetic suedo uh, suedo suedo testosterone yeah. it's going to cause weight gain depression and loss of libido but don't worry all the other boys take it <laughs> I was like yes that's actually very true well if the it table is was such ever- a like it is a bit frustrating because even with like vasectomies i feel like men are like oh no that's like my manhood or whatever Mm -hmm. but like men have this whole thing where they like can i don't know like be strong about their manhood and for women it's like we're not like yeah there's no consideration of like the fact that that's a huge part of but like one of the things too when i was on the pill was i didn't have weight gain i didn't feel like I had depression because I already had a bit of depression before I went on the pill um loss of libido like all of those things I felt like I didn't get the side effects I think it's also hard because when most people start taking the pill is right like around uni and that's where like you already get the freshman 15 and you get depressed because you've like left home and you don't know what you're studying like there's so So many common things and so basically but when I went off the pill after a while that was one of those things Mm. where I realized I think I was much more anxious when I was on the pill yeah. and much more, I was going to say shrill. I wasn't uh-huh. shrill, but like there's something in my mind, like my mind functioned a bit differently. Um, I think it's almost like you might have a bit of a cloud over you, but like not. Yeah, it was, like it was really interesting. And I like, I just never knew that that wasn't just me all the time. Well, one side effect I read was that it messes up your cortisol response to stress. So like you, it like just yeah it messes up your reactions in so many ways um and there what are the other side effects that i saw so one that was interesting was kind of a newer one they're looking into but it's saying it actually affects who you're attracted to so yeah. like it suppresses like the estrogen surge you normally have and that makes you prefer more masculine faces because i think like genetically women mm-hmm. are tr- supposed to go for the more like macho like provider (laughs) smell too yeah and some people have said like when they go off the pill they're like not attracted to their partner anymore and it's like so crazy that that's it can change you that much um one of the other things is uh it can also cause insulin resistance which is Mm. a big issue well i yeah and i read that it's really inflammatory and like can stress out your thyroid and your adrenal glands so there's like all and deplete nutrients as well 
Um, it's just like it's just basically all over the board because yeah. it's not actually a, a focused drug, no. as you were saying. It's, it's like something that just entire. goes through your entire system and affects your entire system. So if you have like symptoms of other things, you never know actually know if the pill could be contributing to that. Yeah, and like the stats on depression were like pretty alarming for me too. Like there's just a lot more increased likelihood, especially for teens when they go on the pill yeah. to get depression. And I was like, well, one of our friends was going back on the pill now, mm. and she said like right away she got this anxiety yeah. that she couldn't shake, and it was so pronounced, like that. Yeah, she had to go off it or find like a find a different method basically to use because it changed her brain. Yeah. It changed her brain chemistry. Um, but like you're not conscious of that when you're younger like I feel like it's so hard to spot that and so it's like only after years and years when you're going off that so many people realize it's been affecting them for like their whole adult life (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah so first myth you still get your period that's a myth you do not get your period (laughs) it's a drug withdrawal bleed pill bleeds are not periods and we will we've repeated that many times yes Um, second myth that you're balancing or regulating your hormones when in fact what you're actually doing is you're shutting them down completely. Um, so it's really important for you to make your hormones. Like yeah. <laughs> your hormones, um, and like they're not just for baby making and stuff. It's like they, uh, I think it was estrogen or progesterone or progesterone is like part of the happy mm. hormone. It's not just dopamine or uh, it's dopamine, right? What's it's the happy dopamine. hormone? Yeah. Um, serotonin, serotonin, sorry, serotonin. Uh. Um, they contribute so much to the to the creation like to the balance of your body and so when you're not making those and you're replacing them with synthetic hormones that aren't actually exactly the same and so one of the things that um i read about was so one estra estradiol which is like Mm -hmm. i think is like estrogen um improves an insulin sensitivity so when you're making your own you're improving your insulin sensitivity Mm. it helps regulate your body um but the drug equivalent which is like i can't read any of these things but (laughs) ethylestradiol slightly different um is actually potentially causes insulin resistance so it it, even though it mimics it it actually does the opposite can do the actual opposite of that um and then what was the other one? Oh, progesterone promotes uh, hair growth, right? Oh, and some people who go on the pill too, your hair starts to get thinner after a while. Yeah. Like, or like when you go off the pill, you have issues with it. Um, and it's drug equivalent, levonorgestrel causes hair loss. So also levonorgestrel is like part of a, it's part of like progestins and progestins mm. are not progesterone. So progestins, what, which is what you get in the pill, um, can also cause depression, headaches, acne, and other side effects. So... Yeah, it's just like, it's scary because like replacement synthetic hormones are not the same as real hormones. No. Just like with GMO food and stuff like that. Like, it's just not the same as creating it yourself and like your your body learning how to self-regulate and learn. And I think um really important thing is like, as soon as you have like PCOS, acne, any of those kinds of things, and a doctor is just like, go on the pill. You should go on the pill. Yeah. That might, that might be like the symptoms might be so awful that you do that you is what you need to, to do yeah. but I don't think that should be the first call like no. I feel like that should be an end of the line kind of thing like yeah. until you can later then figure out what to do because it's not a long-term life solution no. like and they say <laughs> a lot of the time it's just treating the symptoms it might be making the symptoms better but it's not getting to the source of yeah, what causing whatever that. like and those are symptoms it's and not the cause. Having PCOS, having acne, those and are I symptoms feel like of your body like having a issues. A lot of the times it's because your body has a hormone imbalance and then you're putting like fake hormones in. To you're just like, making yeah. your body stop producing the hormones, yeah. but that doesn't actually solve, <laughs> like solve why they were out of balance in the first place. So I think like getting an amazing naturopath and like mm. now with Instagram stuff, it's so much easier to find great resources yeah. and find people who can really help you yeah and there's a lot really of communities can. Yeah. yeah um actually i'll throw a link to my naturopath in yeah. like on the page when we're done yeah this maybe we'll see if we can just find she's like yeah. and she's got amazing like resources on her instagram mm. page and stuff like that so you don't even have yeah. to actually see her to like get some great info and speak yeah. to someone else that you might know but um yeah it's like 
I wish that I'd had someone back when I was a teenager, even in my 20s or whatever, that yeah. would help guide me through figuring out my body. Because I was just, I was terrified of my body. Yeah. And like when I had that one episode where I went off the pill and my skin broke out, I was like, I just didn't trust my body. And I said, that's yeah. it. You're going back on the pill. I don't yeah. care what it does. We're going to be on the pill like forever. Yeah. We can't ever go off of it. It's just funny because nowadays I think everyone is becoming a lot more health conscious and like trying to like, eat more organic food and like avoid pesticides and like use natural products but it's like we so willingly just put like fake chemicals into our body every day <laughs> with the pill and like it's just it's interesting so yeah um and earlier what off microphone and stuff you were yeah. saying that like the pill used to be really like kind of taboo to talk about and yeah and and periods were taboo to talk about or all that kind of stuff and and i was saying oh i don't know if they still are yeah now i think almost it's so normalized to be on the pill yeah. that it's like no it's one talks about it. It's, yeah, you don't question like, it. You don't. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, whatever. I'm on the pill. Like, it's just not even something to think about. No. Like, it's like popping a Tylenol or whatever, Panadol. Um, uh, what was the other thing I want to talk about with shutting off your hormones? Oh, OK. So this is the thing, too. So like you use the pill to fix your bad hormones or whatever yeah. it is. But then at some point, like more or less you're going to have to come off it like yeah. something happens you can't stay on it forever uh and then what it's like you're faced with these demons yeah. from the past right and for me it was like 13 years later and I was terrified but at that point like I'd had some other health issues and I remember I went on this like rabbit hole chase and I was like freaking yeah. out and I thought and I read that the pill could be a major cause, cause of it and I yeah. thought okay this is it this is like and also I think I was like 30 or 31 and I thought you know what I want to at some point I want to have kids like yeah. I'm going to have to learn how to live without the pill now yeah. and I never wanted this day to come I but know. it's here so um pill withdrawal like post birth control syndrome is a really big thing and that, people get yeah and I feel yeah. like it's not well known like I think a lot of people only find out once they go off the pill and then they're like oh fuck and they start googling it because yeah. yeah and it's awful it can be really awful like because like any drug that you would be on mm. for <laughs> for yeah. a decade or whatever if your body's so used to relying on that drug and it it hasn't made those hormones itself like mm. how it's not just going to know how to do that right away no. like maybe for some people they're they're lucky and it does but if you've already had issues in the past like I did um when I went off the pill like I didn't end up getting my period for six months or something and I, I was like will I ever get it again yeah. I didn't know my skin went crazy, like crazy. And I've read more now. Um, when you go off, it actually like goes into sebum like overdrive mm. and starts producing like double the amount of yeah. oil like to make up for lost, like yeah. lost time basically as it learns how to regulate itself again. Um, and I remember um, <laughs> it was, I think it was an Eat, Pray, Love or something. Mm. Or I like read a quote about it and it was, I don't know if it was the author or it was in the movie or yeah. if it was in the book or something like that. I, I, hadn't, I don't think I'd even actually seen it at the time, but I read this article where she was talking about her going off the pillar, coming uh, back on the pill. And she yeah. went to like a shaman in Bali or something. <laughs> and she was like, I don't have my period or I can't have baby or like yeah. whatever it was. I'm not ovulating. And um, he did some kind of reading on her, did some treatment to her. And then he said, you have to think about it like, your like mm -hmm. ovaries and everything it's like the lights have been switched off for so long right and now yeah. you finally like turn the lights back on and what happens when you turn the lights on when it's been dark right you yeah. like your eyes squint like you yeah. can't you're like oh, i can't you gotta, see like, like what's reorient you're just like walking around like with your yeah. hands out in front of you feeling around trying to figure it out and he's like that's what your body's doing right now yeah. trying to be like wait whoa where <laughs> are we like how do we do that's this such again? a good analogy um and so that I remember when I read that, I was like, oh, okay, I have to like give my body time. And I started, um, well, it's like, we don't appreciate that our bodies are these like really complex, but like wonderful yeah, machines, beautiful, but like, like magic when machines. you fuck with them for like a decade, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't just expect them to bounce back. Yeah. Like, and some people are really lucky and it's fine, but, um, I feel like, cause I went off the pill when you did, cause you started yeah. doing all this research and I was like, okay, I'm like, I I'm starting to feel like this is not that natural. Like yeah. I want to give my body a chance. And I think it was the same. It took me like several months to get my period back. And I don't, 
I don't really remember all the symptoms because that was right when I moved to Australia and I was also in a very like dark place trying to figure <laughs> oh, out my life. So I was like very Why like just do everything at, at the time. Yeah. So yeah. I was just like, I'm just going to put myself through it all. But um, <laughs> I definitely remember the period. Like I didn't have my period for a while. And then I think it wasn't very regular for maybe the first year. Even. It really felt like it was like a brand new yeah. like, baby learning how to walk kind of thing. Um, I was so stressed too about not getting it like in that time yeah. and feeling so awful about my skin again and not knowing how to solve any of those things and I went to I started going to an acupuncturist um which I think I was just so stressed yeah. like at that time and well I so, think the pill makes you gives you a sense of control over your body I yeah. think that's why so many people go on it and stay on it and because it's nice get off of it. as a woman to be like oh I can control my skin I can control my period I can control whatever there's one it's thing left. I can control yeah it does give you a sense of like power over your body in some ways yeah and um yeah so I went to the acupuncturist uh and she specialized she specialized in like women's health and stuff mm. and after the first appointment like first of all when I had the appointment it was like amazing I remember I, I went into this state that it was like it was like it felt like beta waves or something like yeah. started washing over me and like went through my body like after half an hour or something mm. like that and it was like a clearing like it felt like all of my tenseness yeah. and stuff had been cleared from my body and literally the next day I got my period yeah and that was like the first time in six months and I think I just really <laughs> needed to relax yeah. like and I just didn't realize how. like how <laughs> tense and like blocked like my energy was and stuff and yeah and then after that I started getting my period again like it was like kind of like just a little period yeah. like it was like learning and then um anytime it wasn't coming and I'd be like so vigilant and like waiting for it to come like every month um if it wasn't coming then I would go and see my acupuncturist and it would come like right yeah. after so it was like it just needed like a little kickstart basically and I feel like it probably took a year almost for it to get back to like a good normal state and yeah. I was lucky even though I had skin issues I'd always had a good period before I went on the pill like it had always been regular and yeah nothing too out of the ordinary or yeah. anything like that and really on time and one of the other symptoms that I had was I started to get really bloated after and I remember I felt like I was I was like, am I gaining weight? Like, what's happening? I got yeah, so paranoid. with you so much. I remember, I remember it was like I bought a scale because I was like, I just didn't know what was happening to my body. And I measured myself. I, so I weighed myself. And I wasn't into weighing myself before no. then. But like, just because I literally felt so out of control, I went and bought a scale and I weighed myself. And then at the beginning of the week and by the end of the week, I'd already gained like, it was like eight pounds or something in one week. Yeah. It was like something crazy. Like, my body was just like reacting yeah it was just revolting <laughs> and like didn't know what to do um and I just didn't know anything about anything at the time and I wish I had now I'd be like oh you're like having SIBO or you're having like yeah. this and this or like you just need to like get on this and like you know just eat this food or blah 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 um but uh one of the big things about the pill as well is that it really heavily affects your gut microbiome mm. and now there's been so much research about the gut microbiome in the last few years and people know how important that is yeah. too for regulating your hormones and your happiness and um just like all the functions in your body um i've got three interesting things that mm. i wanted to read about the gut microbiome and the pill um one was so they did this study of over seventy-five thousand women and found that those on the pill had an increased risk of developing both Crohn's disease um, and ulcerative colitis, mm. with some studies showing a risk increase of over 30%. Wow. The reason behind this is still unclear. However, these results are staggering. <laughs> like 75,000 women over 30% had an increased risk of developing those two things. Um, they also said there were other studies, right, where they look at, you know, if you're taking antibiotics, they say that it can make the pill like weaker or ineffective oh, so you have to yeah. be careful when you're on antibiotics right um they said that gives a clues to how the pill is also modifying our gut flora mm. like if it can like yeah be substituted with antibiotics yeah. or like yeah. make those kinds of um changes and it says uh but they don't actually know like there haven't been enough studies on yeah. this yet but it's just like the fact that they interact with themselves that way shows that there's a uh, some stuff going on um and so, yeah, so they say studies show that even a short round of antibiotics can create gut chaos for up to two years. Uh, so just like antibiotics, birth control pills can totally wreak, wreak havoc mm. on your gut as well. 
and I think then also when I was going off the pill, that's what was happening to me. Yeah. My body was just like didn't I know how I to react. I think I read somewhere also you might be more likely to have like yeast infections and like yeast imbalances and stuff. Oh, and definitely. That's another, that's yeah. All of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's interesting to think back and maybe if you're on the pill or have been and like look at any things you had yeah, during you that time and be like, oh, because a lot of the times you're just like oh yeah people just get that it's normal but like everything you get is your body telling you something your body is a system that like works cohesively no part is separate so everything has a connection in some way which i feel like is good to lead us into our last (laughs) yes (laughs) and that is that you only need ovulation for making babies one of like the best things i read with this was an article that was saying ovulation should be the other vital sign yeah they call it the fifth yeah. vital sign and it's like an, an amazing indicator of women's health like we're yeah. so lucky that we even well not all women are able to ovulate yeah. or have that but if you are able to you're very lucky to have that fifth vital sign yeah. like men don't have something like that and we're just not taught how to read it like you don't learn enough about your cycle or any of that stuff to pay attention when you're younger and it's basically a report card every Mm -hmm. month telling you how your body's doing yeah like you should if you have a healthy cycle you should have it should be like the same length basically like clockwork and Mm -hmm. it should be like not too heavy like there's so many different and if you want to know what those things are like we won't get into i don't know if you have all i don't have everything here with me but it's so easy to find out like they can tell you how many tampons you should be Mm. around how many tampons you should be using per period like all that kind of stuff so you can measure like is my period too heavy like should it look the way that it looks like all of that kind of stuff and um definitely download one of the tracking apps like we both use clue and then you yeah. can just it tells you all the stats of like how long your cycle is and like you can put in like is it okay is it an average cycle yeah. is it a bit short is it and then you can see if you're kind of like normal and like have the average stuff but it's it really is um a vital sign like since i've in the last few years like i have been tracking my period more and i've been just like paying more attention to stuff um, and you notice, like you notice when something's different or something's off. And like earlier this year, I had a thing where um, I feel like I told you, and I was like spawning a bit before my periods, which I don't normally do. And like it was kind of like a different color. And I was like, oh, what is this? I'm not sure. And then I went to the doctor. And it's because I had a thing. It was called like cervical ectropian. So it's like mm-hmm. cells from the inside of the cervix go outside. And it's like a benign thing. It's not like harmful, but it's they said it's probably from a hormone imbalance but like my body told me that by like looking at yeah. what's happening with my period i was like this isn't normal something's there something's up, yeah. and then i went and then they just fixed it it wasn't like a big deal but it could have been something yeah yeah so your body is sending you signals all, all the, time. the time yeah it's always trying um and then yeah they said regular ovulation is a sign that all is well with the body in particular it's a sign that there's enough food and enough carbohydrates and not too much stress Mm. that's one of the things when i started tracking my period after i went off the pill i noticed that because it was still touch and go for a year and then maybe even a bit longer like and whenever i'd have a really stressful month or something would happen my period would come early it would shorten my cycle which was so interesting. And then I was like, oh, I knew it. Like, yeah. um, And actually I had this thing too because I was going through all these health issues and I would, my period was really short for a while. I think it was like 24 mm. days every cycle or 23 days and that was just it and that was the yeah. normal for a long time. And then when I went to Bali for like three months and lived in Bali, it went up to regular, like 28 days. <laughs> Perfect. And that was just it. Yeah. Like came on time. Everything was great. And then I go back to Bondi and it would go back to 23 or 24 yeah. days. And I was just went crazy trying to figure that out. Cause I was like, is it stress? Is it like Bondi? Like, is it my apartment? Yeah. Is it moldy? Like what, like what could what this possibly it? be? Like, um, and then yeah, it happened again the next time I went to Bali too. It went back to regular. So yeah. Well, and it's like when people are anorexic, they lose their period because that's like an obvious sign that your body is like struggling and yeah. not healthy. Or when people, yeah, sometimes if you're like exercising too much, you stress your body out and like you're putting your body through that pressure. So your body's always telling you through your period, like you need what's to balance okay, something what's out. What's not okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And okay. So fifth vital sign, right? An indicator of our health. Um, this is another quote. I'm reading a lot of quotes this time, but there's so many good things that I think are really yeah. important that I can't say it in the same <laughs> way. So one was, um, 
by indicator of health of this professor that was talking said that um, it means that regular ovulation is a sign that all is well with the body. In particular, it's a sign that there's enough food. Oh, sorry. I already read this one. Enough food, enough mm -hmm. carbohydrates and not too much stress. And then the next one was by creator of health. Um, the professor means that ovulation is how we make our much needed monthly dose of progesterone, which we talked about before is like part of what helps make you happy. Yeah. It's like help, helps regulate everything. Um, Estrogen and progesterone are as important for women as testosterone is for men. And most of us who have been on the yeah. pill have literally shut off production of that for years. So they say each and every monthly dose of progesterone is like a deposit into the bank account of long-term health. It builds bone and, met and metabolic reserve to carry us through all the decades after menopause. That's why it's so important to ovulate while we can during our reproductive decades and not shut it down with hormonal birth control. Yeah. Like, there you That's go. That's, like, really messed up when I hear that. I'm like, <laughs> I love that. It's just like, here, women, be the guinea pigs. Like, you can be in charge of all the birth control and, like, just, yeah. Yeah. Make and the, havoc on your body. So <laughs> when they first made the pill and introduced it, um, the first pill that came out contained 10,000 micrograms of progestin, not progesterone, the the synthetic mm. progestin, and 150 micrograms of estrogen. Um, in comparison, today's lower dose pills are more likely to can, contain 50 to 150 micrograms of progestin and 20 to 50 of estrogen. So imagine when the when the pill first came out, because they didn't know, right? And they were just yeah. trying and they wanted to shut it down and make sure you didn't get pregnant. Yeah. But they were giving women 10,000 micrograms and now they give them 50 to 150 That's and it still crazy. does the same thing so it was like hitting like a tiny nail with a giant hammer mm -hmm. and like just very unnecessary and there were a lot of side effects but um at the time it was so like it was worth it for the yeah. free liberation and yeah i like with the pill like at some certain points in your life it is so much more important to not get pregnant yeah. and to like have that freedom um and there are other ways to not get pregnant but i like it's, i don't know if yeah. i could tell my 20 year old self no like oh don't do this right you i feel like it'd be hard but i think what you were saying before is like that it's for that short term not it shouldn't be like your the life forever solution. yeah like it should be maybe while you're in uni just take it well, <laughs> and even like when we had to go on accutane for our skin yeah. like and we were given all of the like side yeah. effects and stuff like that sorry my partner just came in and opened the door so <laughs> been noisier, i'm not sure but um we like if when you go on the pill if someone just could talk you through that and give you like a good idea of what was going on at least just being informed yeah. right like that would make a big difference if it was like you know you're going on this now you might think it's like a cure-all um it might just be a nice r respite yeah respite? yeah for now and yeah, just enjoy just enjoy the, the break, but like yeah. know that like coming off it's going to be difficult. Um, you're going to lose, yeah. What were they saying? Loss of like bone bone density, density and all that kind of stuff for a little bit, but for a little bit it's okay. But for a long period of time, you might want to consider reconsider yeah. what you're doing. Well, and even in terms of like fertility stuff, I think people aren't even aware of that like after the pill thing. So like they probably go off the pill and try and get pregnant like two seconds later and it's not working. And they're yeah. like, why isn't it working? But like you might not even have your period back yet. Your body's still rebalancing. Like there's so much that yeah. needs to go into it. And like uh, this is for the people I think who are like us who have had other issues and had yeah. things like that. Like some people it's fine. I've got a friend and she goes on and off the pill all the time yeah. and everything's always fine. Like. Yeah. And I'm sure she'll get pregnant in two yeah. seconds. Like, <laughs> she tries, you know. But, like, yeah, I, that was for me, too. I was like, well, I've already had issues with other things. Mm. I do want to eventually get pregnant, do all yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, I – and I read about that. And they, and I read a lot of studies that were saying if you want to have, like, a, a good – I don't know if I'd say successful pregnancy, but, like, a really so. healthy environment yeah. for a baby to grow and – give the baby a good start you should be off the pill for at least two years because mm. a lot of it because of that gut microbiome yeah. like having to kind of replenish and reflourish itself like to get back to its most optimal state let your body rebalance it will take at least two years to yeah. do that and so you want to make sure you have all your minerals right all of your things in your body have like realigned yeah. and then be ready to have a baby and they call that um preconception planning mm. and so now like with a lot of naturopaths there they've got all these different programs that are really popular one is um what is it P 
post yeah post birth control like yeah. program to get yeah. off the birth control pill which i wish i could have done <laughs> i just like went cold turkey yeah. and, and like then went crazy because i didn't yeah. know what was going on but if you had someone to guide you through it and be like oh just so you know like you might need to supplement with this and that like to help yeah. support your body during this time and blah 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 so you're not kind of just like feeling your way around in the dark yeah. Um, and then also preconception planning. So that's a big one too. There's a lot of programs that people have where you can go and start getting ready to have a baby yeah. and prepare your body, even if it's a few years in like in the making. Like just start to yeah, re like heal yourself. Yeah. I think it's just so important for us to have the information and like just make those informed decisions. But um we're just lucky that we have the internet now and like you can do all that research <laughs> yeah. and can like hear other people's stories and like know all the different options and just like be aware because it's nice to know. Like even if you're gonna stay on the pill, then you can know what might be impacting your body and plan yeah. for it and like just have like it's just like the lack of it and the the, the lack of knowledge and the way they prom they just push it yeah. at you without so, like let's say question like, oh, throw it at everyone <laughs> like like that's the thing that bothers yeah. me about it and it's like yeah i mean if you've got to go on it like you've got to go on it like and and some people do and i yeah. i definitely i think i still would in my earlier yeah. days and stuff but not for as long as i did and no. well one knowing of my that i couldn't escape the yeah. reason why i went on it in the first place yeah. <laughs> it's still gonna be there when i came off which one is of my, my best friends is um is a doctor and like she never went on the pill and i was also like oh that's so weird but i think she always was just like yeah it's probably not that natural to just be like shoving hormones in your body for 10 years yeah yeah um one of the things also i know this is really controversial mm -hmm. so i'm not advocating this <laughs> either but it kind of sh in some ways shouldn't be is like yeah tracking your period understanding mm. your ovulation like the more you know and there's a lot of other ways to it's not just like knowing the dates of your period it's like cervical mucus and yeah, your temperature, temperature and stuff like that so if you decide you ever want to go off the pill and you want to not go on anything else mm. and you want to just like understand your yeah. body like completely fully then it it is something that i think actually really works and i think it, it's pretty precise like, and it makes a big difference in just like yeah understanding your body and feeling another different sense of control over it and even like we've been saying since we started tracking our periods both of us we're like oh yeah there's the sad day like there's one day <laughs> like a couple days before your period where sometimes you're just so depressed and like this weird sadness and then you'll be like wait what day is it? And then you it's always, Saturday. but yeah. So there's like certain things that and you also actually like eating chocolate or like binge days. Yeah. I always have a one like day where I'm all of a sudden ravenously hungry before. I and get like before I just wasn't even aware of when that would take place. Like I wasn't paying or any attention, going on. Yeah. but like now when you know what, that it's coming and you can like say okay i know this is this day it's so much more manageable and like it always still takes me by surprise but then i'm but always then like, like oh okay. right sad day <laughs> like that's the day that it is it's right? like kind of the same as when you're hungover and you're like oh why do i feel so depressed yeah and like, okay no this is just a hangover so <laughs> then you, yeah. but it's just it is nice to like know your body and not feel like it's like your enemy that's like yeah doing yeah it's just like and also what i want to say about the like what do they call it? Like when you aren't on the pill, but you, oh, oh, like track the tra family. No, it's like, <laughs> but you know what we're talking about where you just track your period and that's how you do your do conception your or yeah conception like protective planning family contraception planning. contraception oh my god <laughs> anyway oh, we're, we're very knowledgeable <laughs> it's late ish for us um yeah, so basically also a big thing is like you have to know that I think it's you can get pregnant. So you have one day that you ovulate. Yeah. You have one day where the eggs release that's like when you it's okay, it's not the only day you can get pregnant yeah. though. But that, there's that one day. And then I think it's the two days before and two and like, days after are the best days to get pregnant. So you've got about yeah. like those five days, but then there's days around you can that. still like there's days around that it's where you can still get pregnant. survive for like five days. Exactly. So mm -hmm. if your partner ejaculates inside yeah. you, I think it is five days before. Don't yeah. quote us on these <laughs> numbers because I can't remember right now, but you have to go back and look. Um, then if you know when your ovulation day is, then it's like you just don't have unprotected sex yeah. five days before 
ovulation and five days after. So maybe then it's 10 days that you have to be careful. And if you do that, like you can't get pregnant. It's your ovulation is like your ovulation. There's you're not going to get pregnant on another time. I think it's like (laughs) most people just don't take the effort to actually understand their cycles or track them. But if you actually are doing it properly and like pretty precisely, it's pretty precise. Yeah. And I think, It seems overwhelming, like with everything on like the health journey I've been on in terms of eating better or like anything that I've been changing in my life over the last few years to do that all at once would have been a lot. Mm -hmm. But it's like I did a little bit at a time. First, I just started tracking it in the app, like just the day that I got my period. And that was it. How long it lasted. You know, then I started trying to track some different symptoms that would come. You know, it's like you just build. You do a little bit at a time and you just start building and then it becomes super natural. and It's not having to learn no. so many things all at once it's really overwhelming it's because like, once you start tracking it like i'll usually like check my calendar every once in a while and then i'll be like oh it's right before i'm supposed to ovulate and then i'll just like be paying a bit more attention to like yeah. my body and i'll start mm-hmm. noticing different symptoms or different yeah so have we covered pretty much everything we want to talk about i think we have it's like a brief overview but i th- hope it gets you just like thinking a bit more about your cycle and like yeah, what and you're doing what's and going on in your body and how the pill could really if you have any mystery yeah. things happening to you or sometimes you feel off like, like it really could be your pill it could and it's not all just the symptoms that they say like which There's, is why i was I'm like sure oh i didn't have those symptoms yeah. but i did have other things like um but again common myths that you still get your period no you do not um pill bleeds mm. are not periods it's a drug withdrawal bleed uh, the next one, you're balancing, regulating your hormones. You're not balancing and regulating your hormones. You're <laughs> shutting them down completely. It's chemical castration. Um, and then the last one, that ovulation is just for making babies. Not true at all. Ovulation is our monthly report card for women's health. Yes. It's how we make our hormones. And it's, a sen- it's an essential part of our physiology. And we deserve to have the essential part we of do. our physiology. We do. And we'll put links on the... On the website and the article. Yeah, to all the quotes and everything. Because there's just just a ton of stuff. Actually, 100% recommend, please, everyone, like every woman listening to this, you need to read Lara Bryden's book. Um, What's it called? (laughs) I don't know what it's called. (laughs) We're going to look it up right now. Um, There's also this other woman I follow on Instagram called, I think, Dr. Jolene Brighton and she has a book called Beyond the Pill which I haven't read but I just follow her Instagram and she has a lot of different articles and things around the pill and just a lot of informative things around the like post birth control okay. syndrome and all that yeah Lara Brighton's book is called The Period Repair Manual mm-hmm. Natural Treatment for Better Hormones and Better Periods her website is amazing her blog just start reading I subscribe to her newsletter um, she puts out a lot like she follows all the most recent research and things that are happening and and you'll get sent like links to that, which is really great. But the book itself is super easy to read um, mm. and it just will shed light on everything. I wish I'd had that. That would have just saved me in so <laughs> many ways <laughs> when I needed it. I had to do everything the hard way. Um, and then one of the podcasts I love listening to is called Fertility Friday. And even though it's called Fertility Friday, it's not actually just about fertility. Yeah. Um, and I think her name is Lisa Hendricks and she's the one who wrote The Fifth Vital Sign. Uh, okay. I th- I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah they're both like just Good great resources. great resources yeah yeah i think especially like if you're around our age and like starting to think about family planning and that stuff and you've been on the pill forever really think about it and like start looking into it and see like start planning when you'll go off it because it's just something you're it's automatic you yeah. I, it was just so automatic for me and i just never thought about it yeah. and like until i felt like i was forced to but it would have been nice to like make that decision without force yeah. <laughs> and like have time to research it and come off of yeah. it in a, in a better way. And it's like, I really don't think you should be on any medication for that long unless you like really, really have, have to. to. Yeah. It's just without yeah. checks, right? Yeah. It's not like you check, like, because I know I have a thyroid issue now, yeah. which I think also probably, probably had to do, yeah. or maybe the pill was masking that for a yeah. while. And then when I went off it, it, that's when it happened. And it like, it's part of an autoimmune disease and stuff. But with my thyroid, I have to get it checked, like, every really? season. I have to check yeah. it to make sure that the medication I have to take for that is working, that it's, like, at the right level, all mm. that kind of stuff. There's nothing, 
with the pill that does that. No. Like, and I don't, even like with weight and stuff, like different people are different sizes, but we're all taking the same pills. Yeah, like the same dosages. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just definitely something to think about. I think that's it. Yeah. I think we covered <laughs> it. Now it's time for the woo-woo part, which this time we are going to play a little song in ode to our period slash pill episode to just give you a little nice send off. Um, It's been really nice to be back. I've missed this. Oh, me too. We're going to try and do it weekly again so that we can be in your ears. And we've got a lot (laughs) that we want to talk about. Yeah. (laughs) So thank you for joining us. And we hope this has been helpful. Yeah. And also give us any feedback about yes, the pill, please. about your experience. Let us know. If you agree with us, if you disagree with us, like, yeah, let us know. It's so much We're fun very to talk curious. about. It. Yeah. Okay. Here's the lovely song for you. It's just one of them days when I want to be all alone. It's just one of them days. When I gotta be all alone, it's just one of them days. Oh, 